millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash am I the jerk video. If you want to help make a difference, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Louisa Lou. Am I the jerk for telling my son I'd rather have his ex-wife as a daughter than him as my son after he got cut out of the will? 16 years ago, my son Matthew had a daughter with his now ex-wife Josie. I've always thought of Josie as my own daughter, so when they divorced 7 years ago due to my son cheating, I was conflicted and disappointed. Josie wasn't particularly close with any of her family, so my husband and I naturally took them in. Josie was an angel. She had insisted that we didn't have to lift a finger more than before we'd taken them in, and though she was hurt, she kept civil around Matthew. My husband and I held a huge hand in raising their daughter Ruth, because Matthew remarried less than a year later and now has a four-year-old son after disowning Ruth. Two years ago, my husband was diagnosed with lung cancer. It was hard on everyone, especially Ruth. They were extremely close. She told him about her girlfriends and boyfriends before anyone else and has always wanted him to be the one to walk her down the aisle at her wedding. Matt rarely ever visited and didn't answer our calls, often saying that we had other kids so it wasn't like my husband was dying lonely. Last night, Matt stopped by to talk about inheritance. He never mentioned Josie nor Ruth and hinted that he thought he should get more inheritance than his siblings the entire time. My husband and I shared awkward looks until he decided to cut in. He explained that everyone would get a piece, but he'd focus more on Ruth and Bonnie, one of our other grandkids. Matt got angry and said that Ruth was just a jerk and that his son deserved more than her. My husband got furious after that and left the room saying that he wouldn't include Matthew at all. Matt yelled back and turned to me saying that Ruth wasn't worth it because she just grew up to be promiscuous like her mother. I told him that I'd rather have her mother as my daughter than him as my son and insisted that he leave. I'm getting phone calls from Matt's wife and family friends saying that my husband and I overreacted and he was just angry that we were playing favorites. Am I the jerk? Personally, I don't think OP's a jerk considering all that Matt did, or well, really all that Matt didn't do. Would you guys agree with me that when it comes to inheritances and drafting your will, playing favorites is kind of what it's all about? Isn't that all about you picking who you feel is most important to you and your personal favorites? to pass your belongings and personal possessions and wealth off to? Let me know if you guys agree with me in the comments down below. Our next story is by Oops No Ring. Am I the jerk for telling my husband's female friend, he might be your best friend, but you're not his? Long story short, my husband has one of those female friends, I'll call her Sarah. Her and I get along fine, but every once in a while she'll make a comment or sit a little too close or touch him a lot, or compete with me on how close they are or how well she knows him. She's one in a big group of about 11 friends. 
I've talked to my husband about her several times, but it's so many added up micro actions that it's hard to tell her off for one singular thing without looking crazy. Well, this past weekend, the group of friends got together for the first time since we're now all boosted. My husband and I eloped a few weeks ago, and this was the first time most were seeing us since. Sarah came right up and got in our face as the group was congratulating us to tell my husband how disappointed she was in him for not telling her about our ceremony, not inviting her, not even sending her a photo. He told her nobody except our parents knew, nobody was invited, and we don't have our professional photos back. This girl started sobbing. How could he do this to her? That she wanted him to be her man of honor when she gets married. She's single. And he didn't even invite her to his. And their friendship now needed some serious TLC to recover. This in front of the whole group. I couldn't take it anymore and said, he might be your best friend, but you're not his. And this was between me and him. You weren't even a consideration. There were some frosty oohs from the crowd and she left the house. The crowd split. They were all my husband's friends before I came into the picture, and some think it was uncalled for and that I should have just let my husband handle it. I was mad in the moment, but now I don't know. Too far? I don't think OP's a jerk, because this definitely did not need to happen in front of the entire group. Like OP said, nobody was involved besides just the couple. The friends just weirdly way too clingy. Like, despite the history, it's just too much. This next story is by Daughter Lunch. Am I the jerk for telling my ex to stop giving my daughter lunch money? I have a daughter, Emily, 16-year-old female, with my ex. She chose to live with my ex and his wife and kids the majority of the time because she has to share her room with her stepsister Laura, 15, at my house. My ex gives Emily $25 a week to buy lunch. Emily's and Laura's school is down the street from a lot of restaurants, so instead of buying school lunches, she leaves campus to buy herself and her friends lunch. The problem is, she sees Laura at school and won't get her anything, even though she gets her friend's lunch all the time. I talked to Emily about it, and she said it's because her friends pay her back, and Laura can't. Emily knows we can't afford to give Laura that kind of money, and I know she works part-time and gets an extra allowance from her dad, so I asked her to occasionally buy Laura lunch to make her feel better. She refused. I called her dad and hoped that, as a parent, he'd understand what I was trying to do, but he said Laura's feelings are not his or Emily's responsibility, and that if she wants to buy lunch off campus, she should get a part-time job like Emily. I tried to explain that Laura's in sports and she has ADHD and depression, so it would be hard for her to work, but he said that's my and my husband's problem and hung up. Laura came home crying the other day because Emily came back with food from her favorite restaurant and didn't give her anything or offer to share, so I called my ex and told him that he needs to stop giving Emily lunch money and have her make her own lunches because she was hurting Laura. He refused to listen to me and told Emily that I'm telling him to not let her go out at lunch because of Laura and Emily hasn't spoken to me except to say that she's not going to stay at her dad's full time for a while. Personally, I just failed to see the point that OP's trying to make. It definitely sucks that Laura's getting upset and depressed about not being able to get that kind of food. And although Emily is their stepsister, Emily isn't obligated to spend their money they get from their dad that has no relation to Laura on Laura. And the dad doesn't have any responsibility to do anything extra for Laura. And like Emily was saying, the friends pay her back for their food that she gets them. That fact alone should just kind of shut this whole thing down. If Laura wants the food like the friends get, then they should pay for it. So yeah, sadly, I think OP's the jerk because they have no right to try to shut down Emily going to restaurants. 
Our next story is by Top Ratio 7212 Am I the jerk for how I'm handling splitting the bills? I, 28-year-old male, own my own home. It's an older home, so it had really bad insulation when I bought it, so my electric bills were really high. I had an efficiency guy come out and set up a plan of where to insulate and got it taken care of. Now, at the same time, my girlfriend, 32-year-old female, moved in with me. Originally, she offered to help pay the mortgage as well as split the bills. The thing is, the house came with one of those movable ventless gas fireplaces that I was using as supplemental heat before my girlfriend moved in, and it worked pretty well. She wanted to get rid of it because since it was old and gas, it freaked her out, and she thought it was just about the ugliest thing she's ever seen. She wasn't wrong, it was ugly. Before I got rid of it, I told her, kind of jokingly, that she would have to pay the whole electric bill and I would just take care of the mortgage. My reasoning was, the electric bill will probably be even higher without the supplemental heat from the fireplace, and since she was the one who wanted to get rid of it, she could eat the extra cost. She said she was fine with that, even though to her, it didn't seem very fair for me because the mortgage is so much higher. Well, apparently the new insulation must be working because the electric bills have been lower than I thought they would be. So to try to get her to say we should have kept the fireplace, I've been subtly doing things to try to increase the electric bill a little. Longer showers, doing laundry and hot water, etc. Well, when the first higher bill came in, my girlfriend asked about why I was all of a sudden taking longer showers and stuff, and she ended up finding out what I was trying to do. She called me a jerk and said she didn't know if she can spend her life with someone as immature as me. Am I the jerk? Uh, yeah. You secretly hope that she's gonna be in the wrong, and because she's not in the wrong or it isn't hitting her that hard, your go-to is... Okay, well, then I'm going to cheat a little bit and make it that way. They won't notice if I fabricate some stuff, do a little extra things here and there. Oops, accidentally left the heat on while we were gone all day. Yeah, it's immature and OP's definitely the jerk. Not to mention how they're being so wasteful with water too. This next story is by throwaway80081ES. Am I the jerk for not liking Indian food? I'm 30-year-old male. My girlfriend, 27-year-old female, is Indian. She moved to the US a few years back. I'm American, white if it matters. We live in North Carolina. My girlfriend loves to cook. She told me so on our first date. However, I'm not the biggest fan of Indian food. I find that a lot of spices used in Indian food irritate my stomach, and I have a very low tolerance for hot and spicy foods. She never had an issue with this and never forced me to eat anything I didn't want to. In fact, whenever I stayed over, she made me things like pancakes and french toast and they were incredible. She's a very good cook. Two weeks ago, we moved in together. Our place has a large, fully equipped kitchen and my girlfriend was ecstatic about all the things she can do. I was happy to see her so happy. However, in all our excitement, I didn't realize how our food preferences can actually become a problem. You see, I didn't realize that she cooks and eats a lot of Indian food. Like, all the time. For the past year, whenever we've spent time at each other's apartments, she's always made me things like ramen, pasta, lasagna, tacos, soups, grilled cheese, etc. I figure that's what she normally ate. I have a few Indian American friends, and they've told me that they don't exclusively eat Indian food at home, so I thought it was the same thing with her. Yesterday, she was super excited to show me something and dragged me to the kitchen. 
There, she unveiled a whole drawer of spices. We're talking 20 to 30 different types of whole, crushed, powdered spices, neatly stored in glass bottles and labeled. I asked why she needed so many spices and she replied, To cook Indian food, silly. I told her that I didn't like Indian food and she told me not to worry. She wouldn't force me to eat anything that it's just for her meals and that she'd make separate meals for me. I asked her if she could simply not cook Indian food at all in our house because the smell is so pungent and if she'd cook regular food instead. She told me that Indian food is regular food for her and I'm going to have to get used to it. I insisted and she said that she'll only consider giving up cooking Indian food if I give up cooking meat at home. She's a vegetarian because she doesn't like the smell of meat being cooked. I told her that it was an unfair ask because she never objected when I cooked with meat at my apartment. She told me that she's only demanding that I give it up because I'm doing the same thing with her. I got quite mad and told her that she's being extremely unreasonable as I need meat. I work out a lot and I need the protein, but she doesn't need to eat Indian food all the time and can order takeout if she craves it. She told me that restaurants are not very good where we live and that it's unhealthy to eat takeout every day. We ended up arguing for a while and now we're not talking to each other. Okay, first of all, OP's definitely a major jerk here. Second of all, OP really tried to curb the whole thing at the very end saying, am I the jerk for insisting that she doesn't cook with spices? It's not anything to do with the spices. You said yourself, you literally do not want her to cook Indian food at all in the house. At all. They live there and you're trying to tell them to not cook food for themselves that they personally like? Man, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of tension coming up in this relationship. And I feel like OP's really got it made. They're a great cook and they're offering to make different stuff for OP. They should realize how good they have it with that. The second thing I'll say is, I just gotta point out, OP said, don't cook Indian food, cook regular food. Honestly, I feel like you don't need much more than that to say, yeah, OP's being a jerk. And our final story of the day is by Moose Springsteen. Am I the jerk for not interviewing a prospective employee or returning their call because they showed up too early for their appointed time? I scheduled an interview with a job candidate for 12.15. That was the time that I was available to interview them. It was my day off, but I was going to be in the area of my work anyway on personal business. So I plan to just run by the office, complete their interview, get a couple things done, and then leave for the day. I would not be finished with my personal business or at the office at all until afternoon. When I arrived around 12.10, one of my employees informed me that my interviewee had arrived at 11.45, was told that I was not there yet, left her number for me to call, and then left. I went ahead with the work I had to complete and then went home without calling them back to reschedule. I scheduled for the time that I was available. You said that time was great. I would have rescheduled you for a better time if you'd let me know in advance, but you arrived 30 minutes early, did not want to wait until they agreed upon time, and left, all on your own accord. Am I the jerk? So, I don't think OP's the jerk. Personally, I don't think there's any issue showing up that early to a job interview if you're willing to just... Be patient, wait around, not be like a weird fly on the wall, but to show up half an hour early, ask, find out they're not around, and then just leave your phone number and dip? I feel like you're kind of asking to never get a call back from that place. You literally showed up early and then didn't stick around to your appointment time. Why would anybody put in the effort to try to reconnect after that? They must have not really wanted that job that bad. 
But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.